everyone. Welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Today, I'm excited to be with Jamie Stelman Uretsky, a certified brain fitness coach and the voice behind the blog Concussion Mom and Concussion Matters podcast. I'm excited to talk to her all about things concussion. It's a scary time, and we need everyone to be aware of the dangers of concussions. Hey, Jamie. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm so glad you could join me today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I was doing some research on like on your website and it's like all the stuff you're doing is so amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm sure your daughter is very happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I hope so. I mean, obviously I do it because of her because I would have never thought about this had she not gotten hurt, so... Right, I'm right there with you. The same for me. If I wouldn't have gotten hurt, I probably wouldn't be doing any of this. So, right, it's a blessing right, and a curse. It's, it's the kind of thing you think it never happens to you. Right, and then all of a sudden it does. Yep. Um, so, you want to tell us a little bit about concussion, mom, and kind of like where you were maybe before it came to be? Sure. Um, so my daughter got hurt uh, eight years ago. October was um, eight years for her. And before that, um, she played four sports. She was a sophomore in high school. She played soccer. She did winter track. She played ice hockey. And she ran spring track. So she was really, really athletic. Um, and she was a very, very good student. She was in the National Honor Society. Um, and I have a son and he played hockey and did track. And then one day I got a call when I was on a w my way to one of her soccer games that she wasn't supposed to be playing in because she had hurt her leg. And they told me that she hurt her head. They didn't think it was too bad, but she was sitting on the bench and I was really close at that point. So I was there probably within five minutes. Um, and that was it. So our life changed right after that. Yeah. So was that was that her first concussion, or had she had more before that? So that happened in October of 2011, and in May of 2011, she bumped her head on the car, oh. like getting into the car, and it hurt. It wasn't that bad, but I I did take her to the doctor anyway just to be safe. And they said, you know, I have her stay out of gym for the rest of the week, and she should be fine. And she was. Yeah. That's crazy. So when did like things start getting worse or when did you know it was bad? So I took her home from the soccer game and we came home to our house and my husband was away. It was a Thursday and it was a long weekend and he was away. And I thought, you know what? I think I should take her to the hospital just to be safe because what if something happens over the weekend? She really wasn't that bad at that point. So we went to the emergency room and she just started to get worse and worse. Um, obviously they diagnosed her with a concussion and they told me that I had to take her to her regular doctor on Monday. Um, and by the end of the weekend, she was really, really, really bad. Hey, what, um, did she have to go back to the hospital or did she have to still wait until Monday? So, what we did was we waited until Monday. I called the next day because already now this on the Thursday, it was like 
I don't know, maybe 11 o'clock at night when we got home. I called on Friday, made an appointment on Monday because she wasn't terrible yet. Right. And I still thought maybe she could go to school Monday. Um, so anyway, we went in Monday and I knew she was really bad. And the doctor, thankfully, the doctor that that we saw uh, was very knowledgeable about concussions, which wasn't always the case that many years ago. And she told me that, you know what, this is a really bad concussion and she's going to have to stay out of school all week and you're going to come back here every Monday for me to check her before I can let her go back to school. Now that's a so true that's doctor. There's so many doctors that think you're just okay and you're fine and they just not as knowledgeable. Right, so. and she, she wasn't getting any better. So after, I think it was like three or four weeks, she said, you have to go to a neurologist now because... There's nothing that I can do for her, and she needs to be taken to the next step. Yeah, and what did those next steps look like? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so we went to the neurologist, and, I mean, she was very, very, very bad. She couldn't really walk around the house. She would get confused. She wouldn't remember where certain rooms... I don't have a big house. She wouldn't remember where rooms were, Um she had to sleep upstairs with me. Her, my son, and she have a room downstairs. She couldn't be alone down there. Um, if I had to go out to take my son somewhere or something, I would have to get someone to come stay with her. She couldn't be alone in the house. Uh, she ended up staying out of school for the rest of the year. Oh. Um, she couldn't go to a store. Like she had a lot of trouble with visual stimulation. So if we went to a grocery store, for example, especially the produce aisle, all those colors and the fruit lined up, it was really bad for her. So we went to the, uh, she goes to a neurosurgeon. So we went to him um, like every two weeks and every three weeks. And then we tried all kinds of different therapies. Like, and we went to an herbalist, we went to a kinesiologist, physical therapy, different kinds of chiropractors. I mean, so many different types of things all helps in their own way but there isn't one cure right and how is she today so now she she finished high school um she she's very competitive as i told you she was very athletic so she's really competitive and she was determined to get back to her old self which she really wasn't able to while she was in high school but she did do really well. Um, and then she went to college and she majored in neurobiology and she minored in biostatistics and nutrition. And she graduated first in her class. Oh my God, that's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, and now she works um, at Boston University in the CTE and Alzheimer's Center as a uh, research assistant. And how's her pain and everything today? So she suffers daily with symptoms from post-concussion syndrome. Uh, we were actually on the phone the other day, uh, yesterday or the day before, and I live in the Northeast and we were getting a snowstorm and she, we were on the phone and she said, oh my God, my head is killing me. And literally within a minute, it started to snow. So she's very wary of the weather. It affects her a lot, the barometric pressure. Yeah. She has a headache all the time. So. It's either 
gets really bad when the weather's bad or different things that might um, affect it or it stays at its baseline, but it's never, it never goes away. Yeah, that's so, that's scary, but... Yeah, so- I mean, it's, it's terrible because sometimes she has to go right back into the whole dark room thing or she has to ice it. It, it. it takes a lot out of you when you have chronic pain. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. My <laughs> headaches aren't as bad. It's more like my body pain and like the burning that's really bad, but I get bad headaches a lot too. So I completely yeah, it's get terrible. it. When, when you have a bad headache, you can't really function. Exactly. It's like, it's hard. Yeah. But she, you know, she does the best she can. And that's all we can do is just right, the best exactly. we can. When did, at what point during all of this, did you decide to become a certified brain fitness coach and start your blog, um, Concussion Mom? Um, I started my blog in the beginning of 2012 because at that time, there was not that much out there in terms of support because this whole concussion awareness thing was kind of just beginning. So I thought if I kind of put it out there, I could find some support, which I did, uh, especially from a, a group called Stop Concussions, which is located in Canada. Um, they are a nonprofit that raises awareness and educates about concussions. And the person who started it, Kerry Goulet, I, t- I connected with him and he was so helpful and so supportive. And then I just kept finding more people who either had a child with a concussion, who had a concussion themselves, um, or were a caregiver or somehow involved in the concussion realm. And it just started growing and growing. And then people started calling me looking for advice. And that's really how it started. And then, um, about two and a half years ago, I decided I wanted to to do a little bit more. And I wanted to um, do a, like a radio show kind of thing because I, I don't have a medical background. Right. But I thought that if I took a course to get some kind of a certifi- certification, it might make me a little bit more credible. So I took a course online with a neuroscientist named Dr. Chris, Kirsten, uh, Kristen Willemeyer. And she is um, a famous neuroscientist, and she taught this course all about the brain. So I learned all about um, the inner workings of the brain, how to keep your brain healthy, both when it's injured and just to stay healthy, and then the aging brain. It was a really fabulous course, and she's actually going to be writing a book about it. Really? Where can you find the course? Uh, The Spencer Institute. It's online. And if you Google uh, Dr. Kristen Willemeyer, it's, uh, I'll spell her last name. It's W-I-L-L-E-U-M-I-E-R. All right. I might have checked into that. Oh, she's wonderful. Because I would definitely like to learn more on other parts, too, of like just to be more aware of what my brain's doing. Exactly. It was very helpful. And she, te- she taught a lot about uh, different nutrients for the brain, what helps and then what hurts as well. Yeah, that would, that's actually something that I might have to look into. Um, what's been your best moments in all of this and like some of your worst? 
like starting your blog and being on um, having your radio show? Um, I have really enjoyed all of that. It makes me feel good to help others because I just do it to put information out there and to educate people. I don't need or want anything in return, but so many people were so helpful to me. And this is really the only way that I can return or pay it forward. So that's what I do. And I feel really passionate about it. Um, and in terms of my best moment in terms of my daughter's concussion is when she graduated from college, probably. Because I, there were times where I never, I thought she would never be able to leave my house. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very, like, so inspiring to so many people that are dealing with concussion, post-concussion, really any kind of, like, chronic pain or illness to show that you can, no matter how bad it is, you can get through it. Right, and I think one of the things that, that was really important for her and for me and my family was acceptance that things were going to be different and you know we could do the best we can to get through it and and change our lives around it but it might not be back to the way it was and just accepting that was I felt that was very helpful yeah, it's, it can be hard because even if you think you've accepted it and if something, if you have a really big setback, it can sometimes kind of put you back a little, but then you just have to relearn and rework and do your best to keep moving forward. Oh, absolutely. She has had many, many, many setbacks in the past eight plus years, but you just have to get through them you have to have a positive attitude you you have to do what you can do to help yourself yeah what are some of um her distraction tools that she uses or that you guys use like when she has a really bad day um a lot of the time she she likes to just kind of lay down in the quiet um she finds that if she puts earplugs in, it kind of quiets her mind a little bit. Um, funny enough, when she was really, really bad, it was really hard to watch TV, which can be a really good distraction, but she right. couldn't look at the screen. So the show Will and Grace, you know that show? Yeah. She would listen to it over and over and over, and that was really helpful to her. But then the problem was that she wouldn't remember that she was listening to it. Like she would listen to an episode, take a break, and then she would forget that she had just listened to it. But it was helpful to her. Yeah, especially like during that moment. It's because even so, she would she like cover her eyes or would she just close her eyes and watch it or listen to yeah, it? Yeah, she would either close her eyes or, or turn the other turn her head the other way on the couch. Yeah, just sometimes hearing something or like audiobooks even probably would be okay. Right, exactly. That's what you so just kind of learn to, to work around what you cannot do. Exactly. And maybe one day you'll be able to do a little bit more than you were a few months before that, or maybe you won't be. But there's always, especially now with like technology, there's so many different ways to work around everything. You're like right. With audiobooks. You just, 
you have to just accept that it, it could be really, really slow, but that's okay. As long as you move a little bit forward each day, and then if you have a setback, sometimes those, as time goes on, those setbacks are farther apart and they last a shorter amount of time. Yeah. And you started a podcast too recently, right? I did. I switched from the radio show format to a podcast format because um, with the radio show, my time slot was late at night, so it was sometimes really inconvenient for guests. So I switched to a podcast so that I could make it more uh, convenient for a guest to be on. So what are some of your topics that you've discussed on both the radio show and now the podcast? What kind of guests do you have on? Uh, well, I had my uh, teacher from my class, Dr. Uh, Kristen Willemeyer, on, and we talked all about the healthy brain. Um, on my first podcast, which was last month, I had Dr. Michael Lovich from Delta S Performance. He's a functional neurologist, and we talked about exactly what happens to your brain when you get a concussion. Um, I've had my daughter on a couple of times. Um, I've had someone on talking about... Uh, learning accommodations when you return to school. I have had uh, people on who have developed apps for the phone that um, you have something put in your helmet so that when you get hit, it, it goes to your phone and then you can bring that information to your doctor. Um, wow. I've had a, a, a strengthening coach from the NFL on uh, how to strengthen your neck. I've had... Um, vestibular therapist on. I had a, a firefighter on from Firefighter Concussion Protocol. Uh, he's raising awareness about concussions and firefighters. Um, I've had therapists on. Um, who else have I had? I had uh, Carrie Goulet on from Stop Concussions, who I had mentioned to you. I had someone on from a company called Exos, which is A-E-X-O-S. They make a halo shirt. So it's a compression shirt with neck support in it. You have some really amazing guests coming on. That's so cool. <laughs> That's like, you really get to learn like every avenue. I do. And it's really, really interesting to me. Um, I had on someone who invented a product called the Neuromat, um, which is when you, it's like a yoga mat and it has big circles on it and a figure eight there in various colors. And when you walk in a figure eight, it stimulates your brain. Hmm. Yeah, I've had some very interesting people on, and I I feel very lucky uh, that I am able to have this platform and to meet these people and provide such helpful information. Yeah, no, it's it's really special. What does your daughter think of all this? Oh, she 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 loves that I do it because she knows how passionate I feel about it, um, and I think she feels lucky that I have been so supportive of her because I, I really have, um, you know, when you see your child in a position to not be able to get out of bed, not know her way around the house, it, it's the worst thing you can imagine. So my uh, parents are the same way. Everything. Yeah, you're lucky because not yeah. everybody has that. Yeah, especially because like, even though you can see that someone's in pain, but it's all invisible really to the eye. Like there's no, you're right. So it makes it harder for people to understand, and that it's not in your head. Like it's in your brain, but it's not in your actual. Like you're not making it up, and people right. like to just say you are. 
people, when she went back to school, a lot of people thought that that either she was better or she was faking it. Yeah. Because you can't see it. And, you know, you try to act just like you did before as best you can. Yeah. And you can't. Like, as much as no. you want to, it's, it's, you just, there's no way. Right. She spent a lot of time in the nurse's office. I'm sure. Like, that's one thing I'm fortunate about is. I actually, when mine happened, it was, I had already graduated college. Like I had oh, just graduated, so I got, I got really lucky that it happened then you, and not during school. Were you working at that time? Um, I wasn't right away because it was actually like two months after I graduated. So I was kind of on a, tri- I was actually on a trip, but when it happened, but yeah, so I couldn't work for like two years. Wow. And now it's like part-time and little stuff, not even anything like full-time or big. How are you feeling? I'm okay. I have my good days and my bad days, but this has been really helpful to do like a podcast and my blog. It's been really therapeutic. Oh, good. My daughter did uh, actually had a blog for a long time as well, and it was very therapeutic for her. Because it's a great way to, like, get your feelings out all at once. Yes, it is. And to help others. Yes. <laughs> where do you um, where do you see this going in the future, in the next maybe year, a few months? Um, I'll probably just keep doing a monthly podcast. Um, and I, I don't know that I'll do anything more than that at this time. Um, but I, I do think it's something I will continue on with for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, and is there anything else you would like to tell my listeners that we might not have gotten or if there's any piece of advice you'd want to give to the listeners? Well, I think the best advice I can give, again, is acceptance that things are going to be different and to to give it time and be patient because things do get better. You just have to accept that it might be different. Well, that was a great way to end our show. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, oh, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun, and I not even I even became more knowledgeable. So thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And to see more of Jamie and Concussion Mom and Concussion Matters, check out um, her website and social media in the link below. Thanks, guys. <laughs>